Well, we're back. Ricky Larson this week here, Lucky Shots Media, as we are five weeks into the season, and it's kind of decision time. You know, and I want to start with um, just an ambiguous question because I'm sure a lot of you, no matter where you are in the standings, are thinking about what do I do from here, right? Pivotal point in the season. So if you're at the top of the standings, I ask, what do you do? You know, are you looking to get better? Do you think I've already got the team here with me? Stick with what's been working. Now you're getting into buys, I think, too, which are always strategic. And in, uh, on the other side of things, what are you giving up down low? If you're in the bottom standings, are you looking to blow up the roster or start making some trades? How do you kind of view it where you're at in the standings um, as we enter week six? So if you're at the top, you kind of just got to stay the course, don't you? I mean, it would make sense to not make any moves that are going to put your team in jeopardy uh, if you're sitting at the top. But for my leagues, at least, the people who are at the top have zero depth, and now they're getting into those bye weeks. Yeah. So it's it's really tough to figure out how to navigate if you didn't put any depth into your lineup. Like, it's great. You started off four and one. Five and one, but now we're into bye weeks. Say some of your top guys are out that week and you don't have anybody behind them. So uh, my strategy there would be, you know, just try to give up one piece for a few pieces. It doesn't have to be your biggest piece. Obviously, you don't want to get rid of that, but you've got somebody that's, you know, having a bit better of a season than you imagined they would. And you can sell them a little higher, go get a couple of, they're they're obviously not going to be banger players, but people you can put in when other guys have bye weeks. But for the most part, I know some people that just don't put any depth in, they have a bye week and they just eat it that week. They're like, you know, (laughs) I, I don't have another quarterback except for Josh Allen. I'll just grab some schmuck off the waiver wire and I'll just eat it this week. See what happens. So that's also a great strategy because who who knows, you know, your top guys are only going to be out one week. You can just eat a loss that week. Hopefully it's not continually eating a loss every week because one of your top guys is out, but uh, you know, that that's the best strategy. If, if nothing is wrong, like, like it's the old saying, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. So that's probably the best way to go. If you're sitting on top, if you're, you're sitting at the bottom, like I am, (laughs) uh you you need to not give up right that's the biggest part uh was just talking to you earlier about I started one season 0 and 4 made a big run I didn't lose the rest of the season and then I made the playoffs made a bit of a run there as well uh you just got to be very smart with what you're doing you've got to make sure you keep up on the waiver wire because guys will inevitably pop up there I mean who who had somebody like George Pickens throughout this season Right. Who had somebody like, you know, um, trying to think of another receiver. I mean, Rondell Moore off. was injured, and all of a sudden yeah. he looks to have a bigger piece of the offense until Hopkins comes back, potentially. Yeah, so you just – or like Kenneth Walker. He yep. definitely was a guy this week that was sitting on waivers. If you were paying attention, saw Rashad Penny went out for the season. He's a huge pickup for you. So you just have to stay diligent on the waiver wire. Make sure that when things pop up, you're able to go get them – uh, especially if you have one of the like lower records, you have a higher waiver claim in most leagues. So yep. go, go make sure you're keeping up on that. And then if you need to, like me, I, I 
had Jamar Chase. He's a big, big selling point of a name. Go get yourself some other pieces to kind of distribute out through your lineup instead of just trying to have one big hitter. Because if, again, like me, if you have Jamar Chase, who's supposed to be that big hitter and he's not hitting, then the rest of your team still isn't hitting either. Yep. And you're not getting those points you expected from that one player. So you can trade one guy to get, you know, not studs, but some guys that can at least boost the rest of your team. That's a big way to go. And if you're sitting somewhere in the middle, you just got to decide if you like your team and right. you're going to ride with them or if you want to make moves. Being in the middle right now is probably the best position to be in, but it feels like the hardest because you're like, mm, okay, I'm two and three or three yep. and two, not quite at the top, but is my team really that bad? I mean, yeah. you're, you're getting wins. So uh, that's got to be the best place to be, but also the toughest place to be. And again, you just have to make your own decisions on whether or not you do believe in your team or you don't because on either other end of the spectrum, you do believe in your team because you're winning every game or you're on the bottom end of the spectrum where you're like, fuck, nothing's, nothing's going right. So yeah. I just have to change everything up. So it's uh good advice. And uh, it's kind of like, I would make a golf comparison here where the PGA tour, they always say the third round. So the Saturday round is moving day. I would say this is the equivalent of moving day for the fantasy football season where it's like, okay, who's going to make that run waiver wire getting more bare uh bye weeks piling up so people are even going there so it, like trades are going to happen too as we get closer to your fantasy trade deadline who are guys you are buying low on and selling high um just any names that come to the top of your head here as you know i think of like i don't think you can really like do you buy low on Najee harris or is that a guy you don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole brandon cooks during a buy are you buying high maybe on damian pierce um, I'll just throw out some names that maybe uh light up to you, Ricky. Uh, so one guy that I think you can still buy fairly low is Chris Olave, mm -hmm. just because you never know what that offense is going to look like. People who may have him maybe don't know the status of that team because you don't know when Jameis is going to be in, you don't know if it's a Taysom Hill touchdown frenzy, you don't know if Andy Dalton can get him the ball. He's a guy that gets a lot of targets. And again, I'm a guy who loves to have targets uh, and opportunities to score fantasy points um, because the more opportunities you get, the higher chance you have. I mean, if you get 13 targets, that's a chance for points every single time as compared to some guys that, you know, only get like Jamar Chase who only get a couple catches a game and put up 12 points for you. Uh, so I would buy into Olave. I'm buying into George Pickens. I've talked about it the last couple of weeks. Just the fact that he's able to go out and even against a good team last week, put up 16 points. He seems like the number one target now. And yep. if you didn't get him off waivers, he's probably on a team that's not that good. So you can go try to buy him off of that team, offer them some other things that maybe you don't believe in. Uh, He's another guy that I would buy into. I'm completely buying into uh, Kenneth Walker yep. and Ramondre Stevenson. Kenneth Walker, because he is now the back for them. Uh, they've got really no other choice with Rashad Penny going out. And Ramondre Stevenson, 
he's getting the job done throughout the season so far. Now Damian Harris has, I believe it's a hamstring injury, which is, you know, how hamstring injuries go. They are going to linger. So even if Harris comes in, I think Ramondre Stevenson is still a guy that you can, you can easily be like, yeah, I'm still comfortable playing him. So he's somebody else you got to go for. Um, The biggest thing is don't be afraid to try to make trades. I know that there's people in leagues who their team isn't good and they just immediately don't look at trades. Don't get discouraged. I mean, keep sending them stuff because the <laughs> yeah. team's obviously not good either. Uh, and, you know, you've, you can target some of those guys in the middle too that aren't sure about how their team looks. Maybe throw something out. Uh, some guys that I'm definitely selling on. Uh, I'm selling on Marquise Brown now. He's somebody that I think you could sell because he's had such a good start to the season, but with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, Zach Ertz being a guy that also is getting a lot of targets, um, those, that opportunity is going to dwindle. And, you know, he's been sitting at 10 or more targets, I think, the past few weeks. That's going to drop down to four or five a week, I think. So he's somebody I think you could get rid of and get a couple other pieces that maybe they just get more opportunities. They might not score as much. Uh, looking at it, but if they're going to get more opportunities, they got more chances. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else I'd sell. I, I've already said I, I am selling Brandon Cooks as fast yeah. as I can. Uh, he's going to be a harder harder person to sell. Not much value. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- hasn't shown much this year. So um, another guy I would buy into is I, I said George Pickens. Um, I had another name here that I was buying into. I can't remember, but uh, yeah. A couple of names there for you to go after for sure. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's just based on, you know, what you feel and who knows, maybe we can start buying into Zach Wilson as well. Yeah. I mean, two decent weeks. They haven't been, you know, blowing it up, but the Jets just scored 40 points. Zach Wilson only accounted for one of those, but shit, if their offense can put up that many points, you got to expect Zach Wilson to be a part of that. Uh, more going down the line it is only his going to be his third game back from injury so and check out the lucky bets podcast this week uh, me and Ricky talk about this team that we really like the Jets we're going back to the well uh, Wilson's been solid so check that out that'll be posted this week um, I want to do kind of a you know a little segment here called grade the trade um, okay. we've thrown out this earlier so you know I told you about the Jamar Chase for Keenan Allen Michael Pittman that was back on September 21st what would you have given that at the time and what would you give it now uh so as a person who sold Jamar Chase uh I, I gave it a little lower of a grade I believe probably like in the C plus to B range yeah but we talked about it on my podcast is now kind of a wash. Right. And you've got, I think a higher ceiling with Jamar chase, as much as I hate to say it. So Keenan Allen, you haven't gotten to use him for however many weeks since you got him. Right. Pittman has had one good week, then got hurt. Now it's looking like Alec Pierce is starting to become a thing. So I would put that in the, the B plus to a range because you, at least with Jamar Chase, you know what that offense looks like. You know the amount of opportunities he's going to get. 
with the other two guys. You don't know when Keenan Allen's going to play. And also a hamstring for him too, you know? Yeah, exactly. And we were just talking about Damian Harris with a hamstring. This is how it lingers. You never know week to week if he's going to play or not. Um, And then Michael Pittman just hasn't performed to what he could be doing like he did in week one. So uh, I'd have to give it a higher B plus to A rating now. Well, we ended up flipping both uh, receivers just this week. So he ended up flipping Michael Pittman Jr. Here's another grade the trade. He sends Michael Pittman Jr. and Jeff Wilson Jr., a couple of juniors cutting it up, for Chris Olave, one of your buy candidates, and Deontay Johnson. Hmm. What are you looking hmm. at there? Uh, Good find that. I mean, I would think so. I think Olave's sitting in a better position than either one of the two other receivers. And then we know what Deontay Johnson can do. I want to see after this week what this offense looks like because the last two weeks have been tough. It's just two tough defenses. You got yeah. Buffalo last week, Tampa Bay this week. It's gonna you're gonna be hurting for fantasy points there, as right. it is. Um, as because I really do like George Pickens, I really do like Pat Fryermuth, but we know that Deontay Johnson can rat, rattle off eight catches with a two quarter span. But so can he do the, it with Pickett? You know, that's what I'm. Uh, you know, I think they're gonna have to because let's talk about Najee Harris. He hasn't done <laughs> much. He hasn't played very well. He hasn't put out much fantasy output so i think they're gonna have to throw the ball and i don't mind it i think i think you win the trade getting olave and uh johnson there so there you go he he turned it into a win for himself jeff wilson you imagine is going to lose his running back once uh, that gets more healthy you know and you you had what tevin coleman last week be Mm -hmm. i mean jeff wilson still scored somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 but yeah you had another running back in that backfield do something it's not uh it's not wilson for wilson it's the shanahan offense plug and play Mm -hmm. you know that's what you're trying to get for um okay so i ended up selling jamar chase so i flipped chase too i sent him along with adam thielen and gerald everett because i just picked up Taysom hill we could talk about him a little bit is like how do you use them so i sent those three i'm getting ramondre my boy back and in Joku. Yeah, you already won getting Ramondre Stevenson. Let's uh, go. And I needed a running back so bad. I mean, it right. was dry. Yeah, I, I feel you at the running back position for sure. But uh, Chase is just – we can put him in the category of bust because if you go in the first round and you're not scoring more than 15 points a week, yeah. what the f- – what's going on? <laughs> it's frustrating. It, it just doesn't make sense, and – we're continuing to see that this Bengals offense is just going to struggle and they're going to struggle and they're going to struggle because their offensive line is still bad. Yeah. Joe Burrow, you know, he's doing fine, but he's looking at other options more consistently. He's not just force feeding the ball to one guy. He's being a good quarterback and looking for other options. If option a isn't open. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson, we talked about him on my podcast as well. He's just he's a stud. And the fact that Damian Harris has a hamstring injury, don't know how long it's gonna linger. I think Stevenson ends up becoming that bell cow. Um, 
which is going to be interesting to see if that's actually how it goes in a uh, Bill Belichick offense where normally it's a committee, which it still has been with Harris and Stevenson, but now Stevenson's the only healthy, good back. So uh, I think you already win there. And who is the second piece you got? Uh, Njoku is a throw. I'm I'm flexing him. Yeah. And I mean, you love Njoku and how can't you? The yep. only the only question I have with Njoku is whether or not when uh, Watson comes is the report whether there. right, but I mean you have to wait until week eleven, and we're already going to be damn near the playoffs by then. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be okay. Just a little little shaky about whether or not Njoku is going to carry over to Watson because Watson historically doesn't throw to tight ends all that yeah exactly he's gonna go more deep down the field and Jogu's kind of more of a curl route yeah I just again it was just me just like I am hungry for Stevenson Chase has been solid but again it's disappointing when you have so much more high expectations and I've cup so I was like okay I gotta you know I gotta pull this um so just quickly what what do we do with Taysom Hill um you know do you start them like could you risk I picked them up like I was basically like all right I need to do something here Everett was banged up last week, so I sat him. Good thing I sat him because he scored 1.7 points. Not great because the guy I streamed him with was Mo Alley-Cox, who scored 1.8. So what a great move by me. I saved myself 0.1. So I'm going all in on Hill starting. Like, what, you know, is he going to put up another one-point performance? How do the Saints take him out of the offensive game plan when all he does is score touchdowns? Right. Uh, He's a guy if you have him. The tight end position is so weak. If you don't have Andrews, if you don't have Kelsey, you might as well play Taysom Hill because let's see, he he was the tight end one this week and didn't touch the ball through the air. Uh, Okay. So damn. Now I'm sitting here trying to find the damn thing. Yeah. Had 22 passing yards and a touchdown, 112 rushing yards and three touchdowns on the ground, 34 points. I mean, he doesn't have to catch the ball. He's a he's a tight end position mm-hmm. player and can put up 30 some odd points without even catching the football. I mean, you have Crazy. to if you have him, you might as well play him because yeah, sometimes you might get one, two points. But you just named off two tight ends that get one or two points. <laughs> that that aren't and throwing or have, running. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have a chance in hell of scoring 30 points. <laughs> so <laughs> You got to yeah. put them in and it's the risk reward, but the reward is so much higher than any of those other guys. Because if you say you play Everett and he has a 17 point game, you're like, yeah, that's great. But Taysom Hill had a 30 point game. You yeah. still would have rather put in Taysom Hill. So uh, he, he's a guy that if you've got him, start him every yeah. single week and just, just pray because I mean, you're either going to get a huge game or you're not going to get much but a huge game is going to help you a lot more than anybody else playing mediocre. It's more risky, but don't, I mean, what if you go safe this week and it's ever, and you get seven points and Hill, you know, has a lesser game, but still puts up 18, you know? Um, All right, let's do some start, sit, rapid fire. Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. Check out his podcast, Fantasy Football. He's got you covered all throughout the week. We do betting as well. Um, (laughs) I mean, what should Matt Stafford be rostered? I mean, that's just a generic question. I can't believe he's rostered in this league. Him, Tua, Rodgers, any of these guys droppable yet for you? 
uh, Stafford was droppable after week one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I still have him rostered because I, I need a second quarterback and there's really nothing else uh, that I can go pick up. I could have gone and got Gino at some point. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that if you have him, you can drop him and not be worried about it in yeah. the slightest because if somebody else goes and picks him up, he's their problem now. Uh, I, I think you can drop him. Rogers is kind of tough because yeah. you like he's a back-to-back MVP and he doesn't have a single game over. He's had four straight games in at 16 points. Yeah. Like that's his ceiling and four. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on if you really like consistency and you don't mind getting at least 15 to 16 out of your quarterback. He's all right. Doing more than Matt Stafford is. Um, I think he's somebody you can still maybe hold on to, but if there's other options that seem riskier but have a higher ceiling than 16, yeah. you got to go with it. Um, Tua, I think you're still fine with Tua. Honestly, we were really high on him, and the only reason we're not now is because he's been out for a couple of weeks. With he's not going to retire, you don't think, uh, with the concussion? <laughs> you, you haven't heard that? That's yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe so. Uh you know, the NFL now taking every sort of head thing over seriously now. Um, like, unless the dude is stumbling around like Tua was or like Naeem Hines was, mm. they're going to be okay. Um, yeah. But I, Tua, I, I like what we saw before he went down. I, I think you're still very okay with him. This Miami offense is going to pop off when he does come back as long as they can protect him a little more than what they were, but he's somebody yeah. I still think you're fine with uh, and talk about a high, high ceiling. He's somebody that has a very high ceiling as well. Uh, so, yeah. I like it. Any love for Skylar Thompson this week? No stream. We just got to kind of see what happens. Third string quarterback. Who's going to get the start for Miami. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Exa- yeah. Thank you. Um, no. <laughs> all right that, that's all we needed uh start <laughs> starter sit uh daniel jones or russell wilson go danny dimes uh what 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 have we seen from the broncos offense mm-hmm. nothing not a drop of anything i think wilson maybe what had one week where he got 20 points and then the rest of the weeks are either single single digits or low tens uh <laughs> You know, I, I don't like it. Daniel Jones, I don't even know who the hell he's throwing the ball to over there. Mostly yeah. Saquon, uh, but yeah. who, who knows? You could throw a screen pass to Saquon for 50 yards and yep. score more than Russell Wilson scores the whole game. So, I mean, I, I like Daniel Jones. Wilson or Jacoby Brissett? Let's go with Brissett. Uh, mm. We've seen more out of the Cleveland offense than we have the Broncos offense. Uh, and you know, you like Njoku, he's looking for that big guy down in the red zone. And Amari Cooper's playing really well as a wide receiver as well. So uh, there's a lot more opportunities. Looks like we're sitting Wilson. Last one I have is uh, Russ or Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence has the Colts and Russ has uh, the Chargers. This one's a little bit tighter. This one is tighter. Had you asked me two weeks ago before Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over seven times, yep. um, I would have gone with Lawrence, but uh, I'm going to kind of talk about it on my game day show. It looks like he's reverting back to last year. 
He was doing real good, only had one turnover. Now, two weeks later, he's got seven turnovers and maybe two touchdowns. Yeah. That's a tough ratio. Um, and against the Texans, he didn't do anything. It's like, yeah. So it, I, I believe in Trevor Lawrence more, but I, this one's tough just because the Chargers defense isn't anything to write home about either. But I don't see it being a get right game for Wilson because this offense, as long as Nathaniel Hackett's the coach, this offense is going to suck. Um, so I, I still got to go with Lawrence, even though it'd be a little shake. <laughs> yeah, that one's a toss up for sure. Are we starting James Robinson this week? Auto start, a little bit questionable. That's tough too because I he's falling off the last two weeks as well. Um, just depends on what else your running back room looks like. But if I had James Robinson in my running back room, I definitely would be happy to start him because you know what he can do. He's only busted two weeks and we're five weeks in. So a three to two ratio is better than just right down the middle. So I think you can start him this week. Um, they're they're going to have to get him involved if they want to be successful. So I think, I think you're good starting him. Robinson automatically over Najee or. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because Najee this week going up against Tampa Bay, he's already struggling and this is a good defense. So yeah, I I would still go with Robinson. Uh, Najee or Zeke. Mm. (laughs) Yuck. Zeke's going up against Philly. Philly's proved to have a pretty good defense, but. That's going to be a huge uh, game. Battle four and ones, right? Uh, Eagles undefeated. Oh, I beg your pardon. That's right. Battle for the top of the division. Battle for the top of the division. Yeah. So I I still think Zeke at least has touchdown value. Um, And they have to rely more on the run game and the defense. Everybody's high on Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush really hasn't done anything. (laughs) Sure, he hasn't lost yet. But that's because their defense is really good. And Zeke and Pollard are carrying that offense. So I I think. I like Zeke, uh, and I think Zeke has at least one touchdown this week. That's what's been so disappointing is this dude is touching the ball 20-plus times, you know, and all he's getting you is – all he does is get you rushing yards in fantasy because he's not in the passing game. He's not scoring. Um, It's frustrating. That's Those are two frustrating backs. That's why it's interesting, Najee and Zeke. Um, Okay, let's move to receivers before we get uh, Ricky Larson out of here. Some great stuff, as always, uh, fantasy football this week. Can you uh, let's do a start sit Devin Duvernay or Garrett Wilson? Mm. I like Garrett Wilson. Been disappointing since Wilson, uh, since Zach Wilson has showed up, but it's like the promise is still there. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is Tyler Conklin. We were pretty high on as well. And then Wilson comes back. Conklin goes from tight end three to tight end 12, uh, put up a gooser last week. But I, I still like I, I like Wilson better. Just he, I feel like he's a better wide receiver. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and he's got more more opportunities, I think, than Duvernay. I think Duvernay is very deep touchdown dependent, as is Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Um, the only thing you can count on uh, with the Ravens is Lamar's going to get a bunch of points and half more than half of his throws are going to go to Mark Andrews. 
So uh, I, I like Wilson better. Alan Lazard or Romeo Dobbs? Same team. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. I like Randall Cobb better than both the guys, but interesting. Um, let let's go with Dobbs. Uh, we really haven't seen anything great out of Lazard. I think he caught a touchdown one week, and that was about all. Um, at least with Dobbs, we've seen that he can be a reliable target if that's who he, uh, Rogers chooses to go to. So I, I think him over Lazard is better, but I trust Randall Cobb more than any of the receivers in that that wide receiver room gotcha i think that should do it unless i could find something interesting here in a flex um but other than that i mean i let's just toss a random one out here and joku or adam thielen for a flex position in joku uh talking about touchdown dependent guys that is adam thielen uh he he's gotten it done the last two seasons being a touchdown dependent guy not this year I think he maybe has a couple touchdowns, but that offense is revolves around and is successful through Justin uh, Jefferson. Yeah, no. So, I mean, that that's their passing game. And then you got Dalvin cook uh, holding it together on the ground. Thielen, he scores a touchdown. That's nice. He gets you eight points. I don't think he scored it. all year. I could be mistaken on that, but uh, uh, I know he's gotten a few red zone targets, but I haven't really been following him because yeah. Jefferson had, I think, like 13 catches in the first half last week. Oh, crazy. Yeah. He uh, he helped kill my team uh, for sure. All right. Great to get you back, Ricky. We'll do it again next week. Back on schedule here. Lucky Shots Media. Check out the constant fantasy football NFL coverage over on his YouTube page, Twitter as well. We'll tweet out the links for this. You can always follow him. And on our YouTube page, we got that hyperlink to his YouTube page there for you as well. Subscribe to both. Appreciate the insight as always. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. See you later.